Hi, I'm Geeta Nandikotkur, Managing Editor, Asia and Middle East at Information Security Media Group. I have with me Ben Johnson, who is the co-founder and chief security strategist at Carbon Black. Ben is a keynote speaker at RSA in Singapore, sharing insights on the pyramid of protection, rethinking layer security. He says that with the current cybersecurity climate, organizations are rebuilding or upgrading their security programs. He shares insights on what should they be doing about it and what have the successful teams done so far. Thanks and welcome, Ben. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. You'll be speaking about how to architect the cyber strategy around a pyramid of capabilities versus categories of technologies, right? So can you elaborate on the same? Yeah, sure. You know, unfortunately, the talk is only 20 minutes. I think I could talk, you know, for a week on the subject. But really, if I break it down to the fundamental concept, instead of looking at a whole bunch of different technologies and trying to fill gaps, it's really looking at your security team, your people, and making sure that overall your team has the right capability the right ability to do things like good detection, good response, prevention, right? All the stuff that, that makes sense, but a lot of times people look at technology first and then people second, whereas I'm saying look at people first, technology second. So what is the layered approach to protecting the environment? Yeah, so really it's, it's about how you spend your time. It's about not spending so much of your time on items that don't necessarily improve security or spending too much time on incident response because it takes too long and really trying to get back that time so that you can apply that time to really improving your program, looking at it more creatively, more from an engineering mindset. How can I actually increase my posture? So currently, what are the various uh, deficiencies that you find from a practitioner point? Well, the first thing I'll say is we don't have enough people. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. We as a, any company doesn't usually have enough people. And then secondly, those people are often asked to do all sorts of different tasks that aren't really adding to the security bottom line. So taking those really deficiencies right now, how can we sort of reallocate our time to do things more like hunting and improving posture and implying policy and let computers and technology, which I say comes second, let those do more of the grunt work of the more collection of data, the more visibility, pulling together different information so that when a human finally looks at like an alert, for example, it has a lot more context and that human can quickly make a decision, whereas right now they might have to go uh, track it down. So having said that, Ben, uh, you have been advocating practitioners to do more with less. What does that mean and how relevant is it to the security domain? Yeah, I think it's around kind of like I started off where you don't really have enough people and maybe some companies have a decent number of, of practitioners, but most companies don't, right? I've talked to five or 600, I estimate, organizations and really no one has enough qualified people, right? So how can you get those people to do more even though they can't add new headcount, they can't add new you know, teammates? And so that's really around how can they best use the technology that they've purchased or open source or scripts or other internally built tools to make their jobs easier. So you still have a human doing the work, but it's really, you know, we like to say uniting man and machine. It's instead of farming as an individual person pulling up, <laughs> you know, crops, instead you're driving that, that tractor and, and doing it in a much more effective way. You said that uniting man and machine is very critical. How does it fit into the scheme of things when it comes to security? Yeah, so I like to talk about instead of trying to buy technology and then get people to fit that technology, it's the opposite. You try to find good people or you already have some good people. And then how can you use technology to raise their game? And then how can you use different aspects of your technology to inform each other? So one of the trends in security right now is this notion of automation or orchestration. Huge topic, right? But it's really like, you know, you maybe you have an endpoint product and that sees 
something and alerts on it, well, can it just go ask the network product what it thinks about that? Or vice versa, can your network product ask your endpoint product? And that's just a simple example. But how can all these different tools work together and then ultimately present almost like a police case, right? Like a court case to the analyst who then can very quickly make a decision. I think that's really driving a lot of where security teams are going. So having said about skills, so which are the key skills that are really lacking in the industry and what are the critical skills that the situation demands? Where do you think these skills would fit into the entire security framework? Yeah, I think number one is really versatility. You're going to be, as a security practitioner, you're going to be using lots of different tools. You're going to be managing different IT systems and defending different IT systems that are evolving. You know, this conference I was just in, this little um, sub-conference thing, which was great. They were talking about how some of the times you hire people, they're going to be defending technology that hasn't even really been born yet. You know, so like in a few years, you're going to be defending something that you didn't even know existed right now. And so having this ability to quickly adapt and, and be flexible and versatile is key. Also, leadership, security leadership. And when I see a good security leader, I see their teams go with them. So if that security leader changes companies, their team goes with them because they really believe in them. And so finding good security leaders who can really build out a program, can interact with business, can set a vision, can allow for creativity and more of an engineering mindset. That's really what's lacking in the good teams that I see out there. They're doing that. They're doing that creativity and that that engineering mindset. So coming back to your layered security concept, what are the new nuances the information security practitioners need to practice? It's figuring out what layers, you know, some of it's actually going back (laughs) in time because it's stuff we've been preaching for years, but it's where can I have layers on the prevention side? Where can I have layers on the detection side? Where can I have layers on the response side? And so you start looking at these different aspects of like an incident life cycle. You know, you try to prevent as much as you can, then you detect really anything else that makes it through. Then you have to respond and recover and remediate. Well, do you have different tools that help with each one of those stages? And so looking at it like that, and then also, again, looking at it from a time perspective, are my humans spending more time fixing holes, improving posture, patching, applying prevention policies, that kind of thing, automating, connecting different tools? Are they spending more time there? Are they just spending time fighting fires? And so thinking about layers, more of layers of time, you know, and is each layer improving the the layer above it? That's that's kind of what I'm talking about. Uh, But most often I see a lot of forums talking about you need to do this, you need to do that. But what's the reality? Are these enterprises really prepared in a realistic sense to defend these next age cyber attacks? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think anyone would say we and basically the globe is winning the cyber war or are winning the cyber war. You know, it's around understanding risk. I think in security, we like to think of security as fighting the bad guy, but the business likes to think of it in terms of risk. And so really it's around what can we mitigate? What can we inform the business and say, you know what, here's the risk. And then the business has to decide, is this okay or not? Um, but from more of a security and threats perspective, I mean, you're seeing the the blurring of nation states, of cyber criminals, of of hacktivists, of insiders, they're all starting to use more of the same techniques. So it's hard to differentiate. And what I like to preach is you got to think about the insider. You got to think about what could an insider do against our environment? Because even if it's not an actual employee, the bad guys, you know, the nation states who have militaries doing this kind of thing, they get credentials, they become the insider. And so if you can't defend against the insider, or if you're not at least thinking about what could an insider do against me, you're behind the times. 
So how are these enterprises reacting to the preachings that uh, the experts are really providing? Well, I think there's a <laughs> there's a lot of fire hose kind of thing. There's a lot of information being thrown at them. I think the security practitioners, security leaders agree, and they've been preaching some of this themselves. So it's nice for them to hear what everyone's kind of drumming up as the problems or, or proposed solutions. The problem is, how do you go from, first of all, understanding what the ideas might be or the potential solutions might be, and then find the right people to implement those and you know have that vision? I think that's still a bit of a mystery, but I think what you're seeing is, is more collaboration. You're seeing threat intel sharing, but just more collaboration even beyond threat intel. In terms of what's working, why did it work, why did you decide to build your program this way, I think more of that sharing is really accelerating programs. Uh, but ultimately, it comes down to business buy-in, the board, the CEO, funding. And it's not even a money perspective. Money is starting to flow more. It's a, it's a culture perspective. Will each business unit say, you know what? Yes, we will implement this security policy, even though it adds a little bit of friction to our employees or something like that. So to summarize, environments and enterprises still have a lot of work to do, but at least they're starting to understand. There's that exposure, there's that understanding, and now they're just trying to figure out what's the best way forward to allow for productivity, allow for things like cloud and BYOD and all that stuff, while still at least being able to see risk, if not mitigate it. So if you had to say the three to four key steps, very realistic approach that the CISOs need to take in building effective defenses, what would they be? I think number one is the culture. It's security is a team sport. Even if you have a great actual security team, there's still nothing compared to the overall employee base, right? Like if you have 100,000 employees and each one is a little bit better at not clicking links and that kind of thing, or at least following guidelines, that's going to have a huge impact. Number two is the actual security team. You know, if you can actually implement a security team that has some strength, that has some some capabilities, uh, which includes strong leadership. You know, usually right below the CISO is the security director, security architect, someone like that. If you can get a strong leader there who's more in the day-to-day, you know, trenches, that's great. And then finding that technology, which could be open source, commercial, homegrown, or mix of everything, that's really raising the human's game, right? And then the fourth is figuring out how your team can work with other companies. So it could be business units within a same big company or it could be different actual organizations. But, you know, we like to say you got to unite man and machine, but then you also have to unite the team, but then you have to unite all these different teams, which could be different companies. So uh, if you see my fundamental theme here, it's people. So how are you getting the most out of your people? And then how are you learning from other people? Thank you, Ben. Thanks for sharing your insights. Thank you. My pleasure. You're welcome. You have been listening to Ben Johnson from Carlin Black on building effective cybersecurity strategy for effective cyber defenses. This is Geeta Nandikochkur from ISMG.